Yo. Hello? Yeah, what's up? What's up? All right, good. All right, what's up, guys? Today we're back with a podcast reviewing last night's embarrassing loss, to say the least, over Duke, 87-75. to 75. All right, let's get right into it, guys. I'll say my part, and then I'll let you get into yours, and then we can just talk about why we lost. But first, yeah. I mean, first, guys, this is the first night where I can say, and I know people are going to disagree, like, I don't really think this loss is on Izzo. Um, I, you know, I understand Coach K always seems to outcoach him. Now Izzo's what two and twelve or two and thirteen, something like that. But I mean, this loss is on the players, guys. The only reason I would say, you know, you can blame it on Izzo a little bit is the substitutions he made. So to first get into that, the one thing I will say he did wrong, Izzo, was like the guy mentioned on Twitter. I forgot his name. Subbing Cassius Winston out for that stupid thirty seconds of the game to. Tell him what you know we did wrong. You put Foster Lawyer in there, guy gets burned two straight plays, two straight turnovers, and gets trucked by Trey Jones, which was a terrible call. But nonetheless, I mean that just set the tone for the ball game to say the least. Um I'll let you go and then I'll talk about, you know, because I don't want to keep rambling on about this. And then I'll talk about, you know, the you know, the basics of why we lost. You can go now. Just about the game. You want me to talk about the game? Just like what you thought of the game. I didn't even talk about half of it, honestly. (laughs) Uh, I don't even know, dude. It's just you look at past successful teams, there's there's always at least, like, at least two knockdown shooters on the court. And we Mm -hmm. literally have one. We have one. Sometimes Gabe Brown, but, like, he doesn't shoot enough. He doesn't play enough. Like I've been saying, bro, we can't play 11 guys for 10 minutes. Besides cash this next playing twenty plus. Like we need to cut our rotation down, allow guys to get hot, allow allow guys to find their shot and it just it comes with confidence and you can't gain confidence from having one game where you shoot well and then the next two games you play four minutes because you miss your first shot. It just it doesn't work like that. Like from playing basketball in the past, like you gain confidence from like trusting your coach, confidence in your shot and like knowing that you're not gonna be taken out of the game for missing a shot or turning the ball over. And I feel like our depth is a blessing and a curse. Because you look back a few years ago with our lack of depth with the big man who would always hurt us. But now we have, like, too much depth. And I feel like that's honestly hurting us a little bit, too. Like, some people might think that sounds stupid. But, like, honestly, that's part of the reason I feel like we're not shooting the ball well. And you look at past past teams, past Mm -hmm. teams, past, like, successful MSU teams that went to the Final Four. There's always at least two or three, like, pure shooters on the court. We have one. And like I said before, that's just not going to work. And thank, thank God you brought that point up, guys, because this stat is going to blow your mind for those of you listening. So Michigan State against Kentucky and Duke, arguably the two biggest games we've played so far. Would you agree? Yeah, yeah. All right. Just listen to this, bro. I was like – I was just sad when I read this stat. So in these two games, guys, Michigan State has shot 9 for 42 from three against Kentucky and Duke. For all the, those of you that aren't math whizzes or wizards, whatever – that's 21.4%. Dude, 9 for 42. That's like I'm sorry, but I don't know I don't know that much about basketball, but I know, you know, I mean, if you're shooting if you're shooting 21% from half court, that's not good. So that dude, this that is embarrassing. 9 for 42 and then dude. another another one more stat and I'll let you talk. And I know this is a lot of people are like, "Oh, that's not that bad." And Kentucky, in the two games we played Kentucky and Duke, guys, 28 for 41 from the free throw line. That's 68%. That's That's really bad, dude. 68% is not – if you want to be – like, 
And I know 68% isn't awful, but, you know, we're supposed to be the number one team. That's not good enough, man. Um, so those two stats I wanted to throw out there. And then the third one, and then I'll let you go into it. The third one, I forgot to bring this up. In the two games we've lost to Kentucky and Duke, we had 16 turnovers against Kentucky and 14 against Duke. That's 30 turnovers in two games. That's atrocious. Um, we had seven all of last year in the lead eight, guys. Seven. We doubled that last night. That's why we got the result. Um, I mean, what I mean, what, what do those stats mean to you? I mean, because I know to me that's that's pathetic basketball. I mean, it, <laughs> I think those stats just like just just exemplify how we played this year. Like, it's just they prove what we've done on the floor. Those stats show what we've done on the court, like, perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no way around it. And I feel like, like I said before, like having those two or three deadly shooters on the court at all time, that problem would have been solved with Hauser and Langford. Like, that, that would not be a problem this year if we had those two guys. And I know that may sound like an excuse, but it's true. And it's – it's. <laughs> I don't know. Like, imagine if we had those two guys. That would even cut our lineup down even more, like our rotation. Because those I was two just going to say, lineup, that would – They that would played be the more worst. and they cut down our rotation. Now that they're out, it makes us go deeper and play guys even more that shouldn't be playing. So, like, the lose-lose situation in that in that sense. And <laughs> – Dude, I I've been saying it for a while. The loss of Nick Ward was was probably the, one of the biggest losses I've witnessed in, in a while. Like we we have no big man presence on there that can score well. Like I I have never seen a guy fight for the ball, back down, post move, hook shot. Like I've seen yeah. it from X, like against Albion and Charles Sumner, but that's it. Exactly, and I mean X had the thing with X is I can't blame him because he had twenty and eight last night. That's not but, a bad stat line, but. Another I agree, I would, but like it's the way he's scoring. You have I know, to. I understand what you're saying. It won't he, work down the line. He won't be able to get that twenty every night doing that. I, don't um, know. I know you know this, but people are are forgetting. If Nick Ward came back, we wouldn't have Joey Hauser, dude. We did. We only have one open scholarship available, and you know what I mean. So if Nick Ward. I mean, we don't have Joey Hauser anyway, so. You know what I mean. He wouldn't be on the roster. There would be no Joey Hauser if Nick Ward was here. So that's yeah. one, and then. Another thing I would say, too, to your point of, you know, our big men not performing under Tillman. The reason is, like, I that's probably how Chris, whatever, got, you know, saw my comment. Dude, Kithier was playing three to five minutes last year, and now he's playing 23 minutes a game. I mean, you can't just expect it. No, what I'm saying is you can't expect it as, I mean, quadruple the guy's mi- No, I mean, what's that? I don't know Spanish, but that's like six times the minutes. And – I mean, let's just be honest. Kithier's a solid player. That's like you said. That's all he is. He's a solid. I, don't think, so. I, I think he's um, very overrated. I mean, he's not overrated. He's just solid. He's mediocre. And then Bingham, I know. I mean, the thing with Bingham is, I don't even know how to feel because, yeah, his stats are going up and he's looking better. But I just feel like him and Henry are in the same field where, and I know you'll agree with me on this. Where no matter what those two do, it's never going to be good enough for Izzo. Like I feel like yeah. those are the two that. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like, I feel like Izzo has like like a thing for Rocky Wash, bro. Like he always compliments him. He never plays well. He puts him in right one game or Henry makes a turnover. He'll make a turnover and he won't come out. I feel like he has a, he has something for Wash. It's really weird. I don't know how to explain it. You are right. I haven't I haven't 
and no one's said any that to me, but I have noticed. You mean you notice the same things, basically. I noticed that too. But another thing someone said to me, and I was like, "Damn, that's true." They were like, "Imagine if Aaron Henry had Rocket wants confidence in driving the ball and everything." I'm like, "Shit, dude." But I don't know because I know you. Rocket literally gets blocked every time he shoots the ball. I know, but the thing with Rocket is like, I love his aggressiveness, and he's been playing phenomenal on defense. But I just, I don't even know what to say, man. I think, like uh, Jay Billis was saying, he made a really good point. You know, Rocket's not a good catch-and-shoot shooter. Um, He's more of a, that's why I made the point of my live video last night. Like, I'm not saying he, he wanted to come here and run the point guard like Winston is, but if you watch his tape inspire, he was more bring the ball up and, you know, put on a show like Kyrie used to do. You know what I'm saying? Like dribble and dandy or whatever the hell they call it, and then no, like what I don't understand is like he was doing that in high school. But, like is Albion like Charles Southern not like a high school team? Like, but what I'm saying to you is he's like, not, not like that bad. Same... But, like if he can't score against Charles Southern, like, no, no, no. That's what you're not understanding though, dude. He's not playing the same role in high school as he is now. Like I mean, it's just it comes down to making shots though. Like he ex- he he can't even make an open three. I don't. know That's how what that I'm trying to explain to you though, is because. It's a different style of basketball that he's used to, dude. I don't like, know. If, you're, if you play basketball that much, you train that much. You I should guess. be able to hit an open three. I don't like, know. It's not, what I'm trying to say, guys, is like Langford's a catch-and-shoot shooter. That guy is like Clay Thompson where he could just pull up and drill it. Rocket, I feel like it. Rocket needs to – he's like Chris Paul, for example. Needs to create his own shot, if that makes sense to you guys. But enough of that. Um, I mean, what what else do you want to talk about, man? Um, I mean, we talked about all the bullshit, you know, free throws and all that, but I don't think we've talked enough about, like you said, the rotation. That's the issue right now, man. And the other issue that you you said, and I, I agree with you on, was, I mean, our three-point shooting and three-point defense is awful. Both of them right yeah. now. I don't, I don't understand it. I didn't look into what the teams were shooting against us on the three, but it, I know every, did, every, they I shoot did. better against us at the three. Like every game this year, the team is shining better against us on the three than their season average. I didn't look up the stat line, but all I know is Duke shot sixty percent from three in the first por- excuse me, first half, and then Damn. I think for the game it was forty six percent. That's really good, forty six percent. And then obviously you remember Kentucky. I don't know the exact number, but they definitely shot over forty. Thirty five free throws, dude. You know, I'm at three pointers. Three no, pointers. I know. I just remember 35 feet. Though, That's right. crazy. We shot 23 last night ourselves, though. So. Yeah, but we missed them. So. Uh-huh. And I don't think we've got into the main reason why we lost. Do you want to name that reason? <laughs> I mean, I I couldn't even tell you. It's I think it's turnovers. I, I honestly, uh, dude, I don't know. You don't know? Come on, dude. The big ogre stands at six eleven feet tall. Our big man, yeah, it's it, it's obviously a big man, but like Vernon Carey, dude. dude. We, I know we stopped Zion though. There's not an excuse for that. All you had to do is double team him. That's all you had to do. We did. That's what I'm telling you. Well, we, we didn't. We barely him. ever double teamed him. Barely. I just think the thing with Vernon is, I think he's a much better shooter than we think, dude. I think yes, and he has more of a motor than we think, especially in that game. No, dude, that's the thing with Vernon. I can't give him the motor. I he had one was, in that game. Well, dude, I mean, that's like saying LeBron's playing against 
you know what I mean? The Warriors. He's gonna have the motor, dude, against the yeah, team that true. is booing him the shit, you know, booing the shit out of him. But like, I don't know, dude. I mean, that was part of the reason. And then, you know, Duke coverage basically pounded the table of what he wanted to happen. And I told them, and everything we talked about happened. If you recall, we said, "Why isn't Joey Baker playing?" Oh, he played damn well the other night or yesterday. Of course, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and that, oh, freaking Javin Delorier. Oh, my God. He looked, like, out of his mind. he looked like Tristan Thompson out there with those dunks, dude. Exactly. Um, and then who else? Oh, the only one that was basically a non-factor was Wendell Moore. I think he only had one field goal attempt. I don't remember him playing that much. Yeah, it, it just showed zero for one from field goals. I think he got into foul trouble early, so he had to ride ride on the bench a little. But Dude, you just look at last year's team, and their rotation was by the lead eight, like seven or eight guys, like literally seven or eight guys. Nick Ward coming off the bench. Oh, Archie, uh, that's what Duke. Archie, like, like, I just don't think you can win playing seven Arnes, guys. Or not Arns, Gabe Brown and Nick Ward. That was, like, kind of it in the Elite Eight coming off the bench. Gabe Brown didn't even play until that LSU I know that's game. What I'm saying, bro. That LSU crazy. game, he started to play, it feels like. It's crazy. We cannot be playing 11 guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, 11's too much. I agree, but let's talk about that. We haven't even talked about that. Who do you think should be starting going forward? Because I've gotten this DM, you know what I mean, more times than I can tell you. Cassius, Aaron Henry, Gabe Brown, Marcus Bingham, and X. I, honestly, I couldn't disagree with that. Um, That's our biggest lineup to help with our 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 shadow, our blazing flaw of less of a big man, like no big man. And, I mean, if you want to talk about shooting, Gabe Brown's a better shooter than Rocky Watts, and I'd rather have a spot-up shooter with Cassius on the floor than a create-your-own-dribble shooter because Cassius is driving. He's drawing attention to himself. He's also going to draw attention to the to the opposite big man on the opposite side of the post because teams are going to scout that and know he throws the lob 80% of the time when he drives. So they're going to scout that, and then they're going to scout that we can't shoot the ball well, so we're going to have open shooters in the corner. And if Gabe's that shooter, I'm confident in him knocking it down, not in Rocky Watts. I don't think it's that we can't shoot it, though. That's what I don't – like, I hate when – Dude, not we can't. You, I'm sorry. You look no, at dude. past names, bro. We Travis Trice. Listen, dude, Denzel it's not Valentine, that we can't shoot it. Dude. Alvin Ellis. I would tell oh, Izzo no. this right now. He was – and obviously – Brent Forbes, this. dude. Like, Listen, dude. The reason why we're not shooting it well is because – dude, I'm telling you, bro. The way our offense is running is just garbage, dude. Teams know how cash is going to run um, – that bo- but bullshit Dude, the ball pick and roll was deadly, and we barely use it anymore. No, because they know what's coming. That's what I'm trying to tell you. We're doing the same offense as we ran last year. That bullshit ball screen, that's why you're not seeing these alley-oops to X like you want. If that happens, I don't you know, I don't know freaking offense to draw up a clipboard, but all I know is teams definitely scouted that, and that's why we're not seeing it. We're not getting open Dude, shots because of it. Comes out of this, if we knock down 19 of those 42 threes instead of 9 of them, we might be 2-0 in those two games. So it does come down to three-point shooting. No, no, no. I agree with you. What I'm trying to tell you is I don't think we're getting open shots. That's the problem. That's why we're not hitting these threes. I do. I, I do. I think we are. I, I don't, mean, I don't... half the time we're shooting these threes, they're just not good shots, dude. Like, they're just – I don't know. I mean – Well, they'd be good shots if they went in, so. Yeah, see, I don't – I don't. you're right, but I don't know. And another player we haven't talked about, is Trey Jones, dude. He played his mind off last night. Yeah. Um, him and Vernon led the show. And they didn't even have Cassius Stanley. So it's, they were shorthanded as we as were we. But 
Um, but are we even short-handed anymore? Like, we have to be used to this. I don't get it. Exactly, dude. And the thing that a foul. We, we, we suck. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't, this team just doesn't play well together. But the thing that I, and this is the only but that thing that irritates me. That will come by March. What? That will come by March, so I'm not worried. Yeah, I'm not, I'm like you, dude. I'm not like, you know, I'm not like D'Antonio, like full panic mode right now. But the reason why I just get a little irritated, and not irritated, but more like, pissed is like this is Cassius last year guys you know what I mean like as someone DM me earlier oh dude you know we're gonna be better next year I'm like cut that bullshit out like he was like oh Josh is gonna do the red shirt I'm like that's not happening you know obviously he brought up Joey Hauser and then I'm and he's we're banking gonna be on dog shit next year what I think we're gonna be dog shit next year we won't be dog shit but like, it, it has to be AJ Hoggard at the point not Foster and AJ Hoggard has, has to have an amazing year. That's only dude. Like, yeah. but like you I can't was, win without a good point guard. I was talking to this guy that I mean I don't want to say his name, but someone that knows does a lot of recruit videos and knows a lot of them. And he said he was talking to some source, and he said the most underrated prospect in that class is Matt uh, Mady Cisco, dude. He said yeah. he has the talent to go top five. He's only been playing basketball for three years. I didn't even know that. I didn't. I was know like Bingham. Bingham started freshman year. Okay, but he didn't come from Africa like Mady did. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm just talking but, about starting late. Yeah, but other than that, I mean, do you, did I miss on anything that you wanted to hit on? Dude, no, it's it's just. I just I don't think we're I just there was more of an explanation. We genuinely just don't look good. Yeah, but it's like to me, it's like obvious why. Like, yeah, we're hitting on the starting lineup, but it's got to be like. And I've been telling you this, dude. When Izzo doesn't trust in someone. He doesn't trust him. I don't care how many times we pound the desk and say, you know, why isn't Aaron Henry playing better year two? Like like the guy said earlier, he's in his doghouse. I didn't even know what that meant until I thought about it. He probably met the doghouse like he has him playing down low, right? Is that what he was saying? That he's in Izzo's doghouse? Remember the guest, the video? I think he's saying that like he's in Izzo's dog Izzo's doghouse as in like Izzo's the fucking Izzo's just dogging him, like, on him constantly. Like, he's he's his okay, fucking master. Like, sense. I don't know. Like, some you know, a doghouse, though, it's, like, it's like small. I was thinking, like, oh, it means he's not playing at the three-point line. But, I mean, other or than that, I don't know. I don't know I'll talk about the D'Antonio thing. If you want to talk about D'Antonio. Uh, yeah, we can talk about it. What do you want to talk about? I was – did I just have another point to bring up about that? Okay. You look at – Right, you look at teams like USC or LSU, so on and so forth, teams like that that can recruit no matter who's their coach. Mm-hmm. They have the they have the luxury of being able to fire their coach and still bring in a top-ten recruiting class. So that is why, like, you look at those type of teams, they'll still win, like, bringing in different coaches and, and whatnot. So if they have a down year, they can still hire a new coach and bring in top-ten recruiting classes. So, like, that's why at MSU we, we just cannot just fire him and then like expect us to win because we won't get a good recruiting class and we won't have a proven coach. Mm-hmm. A good example would be Wisconsin. If Wisconsin wins five games next year, Paul Chris isn't going anywhere. You can't tell him he's going anywhere. No, but they have They're, a better like, recruiting be, class than we do, dude. They're I know, but they don't. Re- dude, their recruiting class is very similar to ours. They're not recruiting top ten, top fifteen every year. No, but they're winning the one off thing of like they do recruit way better than us is O linemen. And I know we've yeah. been recruiting good O linemen, but. Like I've been telling you, they're not freaking developing. It's obvious, or they're scared to put them out there until they're redshirt juniors. I don't get it. But to 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 your point, I have been harsh on D'Antonio, and 
let's be honest, he deserves it, man. You know, he seven does. and six, and then maybe another seven and six year at best. But like I, I was saying, guys, the only candidate I personally would have wanted if you know he walked away was Matt Campbell, and he just resigned with Iowa State through twenty twenty five. Um, and obviously he did. Back, I didn't even see that. Yeah, oh, he did yesterday. So there's wow. no. I don't want D'Antonio. If if we replace him with Fickle, oh god, dude, that's gonna be bad. Um, Fickle couldn't even really win at Ohio State that well. No, and I've been watching him like at Cincinnati, man. He's not that good, dude. He's really not. He's supposed to be an offensive minded guy. Like he's winning games against you know USF like seventeen to fourteen. Like that's just not. Um, but to your point, well, how do we know that's his fault, not the coordinator's fault? Well, he's basically calling the plays. I'm telling you, I think it's like Lincoln Riley kind of. That's what they're yeah. saying, I think. Okay, uh, okay. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, guys. It seems like the guys are believing in D'Antonio, and Tommy Lee told me, and he told me straight up, dude. After the Illinois loss, he was right. He told me he didn't expect D'Antonio to go anywhere, and that he expects all the coaches to be back. And it's looking like that, man. I mean, that I texted him yesterday. Off. I was like, shit, man, you were right. He's like, I told you, dude. I didn't, The vibe I got around the team was, or the staff, you know, was, I don't know. Like, get better. Uh, that, that's one thing. If he doesn't fire the coordinators and we have another bad year next year, I want him going. I'm, I don't I'm think he's it. firing him, man. I mean, you, I'll call Tommy right after this. I'm telling you, dude. I don't, they're making it sound like if they fire him, it's going to be late. Like, after, I mean, yeah, obviously after the season, but I don't know, man. We'll see what happens. It's going to be a very interesting offseason, to say the least, with the football team. Um, because obviously, like me and you pointed out early, the schedule is going to be brutal again next year. But um, if if we don't fire him and then we have a good year next year, I'm with D. But if he's yeah, too stuck to fire him again and then we have a good year, I'm, I'm all with it. But like, Mm-hmm. We can't make that risk twice in a row and not have it pay off. Three times in a row and not have yeah, it Yeah, I was going to say, that's at least three. And that's the thing. I'm with you, dude. I'm not like an idiot saying, oh, fire him because we're sucking. It's because the choices he's made with the staff. That's why I'm getting so irritated. That's what I've been saying since day one. Like, I know it's a bad comparison, but imagine Michigan going three and nine with – I'm not going to say Harbaugh because they wouldn't do that. But three and nine, they did. Uh, actually, they did in 07. But – just any team. Three and they went four and eight and I think 13. I don't know. I think they went five and seven the year before Harbaugh got there. But just say they yeah, went – like, I don't know, guys. Just say – I don't even know what team it gave you. But a random team, Wisconsin, just say went three and nine. You're going to tell me that not one of the staff members would be fired? That's why I got so pissed with D'Antonio. Is, I think he was just basing it off that the playoff year, the Rose Bowl. You know, if you go three and nine, something has to be wrong. You know, we didn't really have injuries that year. I understand we were very young. We were young. I'm not going to lie. But that's when I first started getting a little irritated. And then last year, I was like, you know, it's got to happen. Didn't happen. So if it doesn't happen this year, I, I'm 100% with you. Then I don't know what to say. He's basically got – his seat's going to be, like, on fire if he doesn't win. Yeah. <laughs> basically, it's, it's going to be, like, lighting a match. Yeah. In the seat. But, <laughs> I mean, it's true. But – I mean, I think we cleared that up. And then, do you have anything else about the basketball? I think we cleared that up. Um, no, hopefully. Hopefully we have a winning record this year. <laughs> it's not going to be that bad. I, I almost roasted some. No, I know. I know. But um, you just never know with the way things are looking right now. Yeah, some guy, I, I posted on my story. And he was like, please delete it. 
he was like, this team's not making the tournament. I'm like, come on. Winston ain't going to let that happen in his senior year. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, next game, guys, is Rutgers. I think it's 6 p.m. on Sunday night. I don't know why we're already playing Big Ten games. Schedule's just stupid. And then we still yeah. got Oakland. You, we don't really play another – excuse me, we do play at Northwestern. I don't know how good they are. They just beat – um. They're not that good. Who they just beat in the ACC? Help me out. I forgot. I have no idea. I don't know. Uh, they I beat, beat um, Syracuse. Syracuse is terrible. Oh, they're dog shit. They got ran. That they, got, they got ran out of the building by Penn State as well in the Barclays Center. Dude, um, Jim Beheim. People aren't talking about him. He, he's definitely on the hot seat, in my opinion. Yeah, and he did. He lost the first game, the opener to Virginia. So he's got at least three or four losses. I mean, so do we. I, I think they're four and four. They probably are, man. Um, and another team, like just to, off topic, but like I thought I'd bring it up. The one team I was right about, I thought Indiana was going to be a sleeper. They've looked good. They beat Florida State last night. And, and you were right about Michigan. I, I mean, that was obvious, dude. Like, I. But the one thing I will say, who's dude? College Hoopsor. That man is you no. Know, every time he predicts it, he told me before the game, he was like, "I'm telling you, bro, Michigan's overrated." They're gonna they're gonna choke this one. He was right. They didn't look awful. But then he told me he expected us to win. That didn't happen. I think everyone predicted State to win, bro. Yeah, dude, that was bad. That was just really bad. Greenberg, and then I forgot the guy that did, he does it with on game day. Randy Katz? No, Lafonso. Whatever. He's a new guy. The black guy. He's he does. He's like Lafonso. Oh, I know you're talking about. I don't know his name though. Yeah, but. Yeah, Andy Katz has been big on us, dude, and it's looked bad. He's yeah, been big on yeah. MSU. Um, and John Rothstein, he's been pretty big on State, too. The one guy that's been hating on us since day one. Ben Dackage. Jeff, Jeff Goodman, my man. Um, He said before the Duke game we shouldn't be ranked. And then he also said in preseason, and this is when we thought we had Langford in them, he said, you know, Kansas was his number one team. And he had Louisville up there, but – I don't know. I guess the only enjoyment we got out of last night was Jordan Nora um, saying they wanted the smoke and they didn't get it from Louisville. Yeah. That was the only enjoyment we had. Um, but other than that, I mean, you got anything else? No. Yep. And I will add tomorrow, guys, former Michigan State linebacker Chris Fry will be joining the podcast. So yes, we'll be sure, to, we'll be sure to go in-depth with him because he doesn't hold back, guys. Um, he doesn't. And then – we're going to be having Chris Castellane, who a lot of you guys probably don't – some of you might know, but he's a Michigan fan on Twitter with over 10,000 followers because he gives really good opinions on both teams. We're going to be talking about some good stuff with him. So, other yeah. than that, I mean, nothing, right? Nope, that's about it. That, all right. See you guys tomorrow and go green. Peace, go away.